The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Ad of the Week. There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set. Give yourself a hand or take two. They're small, tiny in fact, teeny tiny. And they're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code CESCA at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. F you. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. So what's the verdict? They'll do it. They've made a few requests, though. Such as? Nothing really big. Uh, just, well, I'm, as an example, uh, uh, Oscar here has got some outstanding parking tickets, uh, once I'm wiped off his record. 56 tickets in seven states. I'll, I'll tell him, Oscar. I got it. Okay. Uh, Noonan's got two women friends that he'd like to see made American citizens. No questions asked. Max would like you to bring back eight-track tapes. Not sure if that's going to work, but uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chick wants a full week's Emperor's package at Caesar's Palace. Uh, hey, you guys wouldn't be able to tell us who actually killed Kennedy, would you? Um, Bear would like to stay at the White Horse. White House. White House. White House. Yeah, he'd like to stay in the Lincoln bedroom of the White House for the summer. Stuff like that. Sure, I think we can uh, take care of some of that. Harry. Yeah, one more thing. Um, none of them want to pay taxes again. Ever. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, hi. I should probably start talking now. I tend to forget. <laughs> it is uh, Tuesday, April 18, 2017, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world. That's right. It's Bubble Genius. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice at TheBowenLawGroup.com slash Bob and Chez, or just click the link on the podcast page. Go ahead and do that. Uh... I started the show with the Armageddon clip because uh, Donald Trump, F you. smarty pants Donald Trump, decided to, uh, in his budget, decided to cut all the funding for the near-Earth asteroid project. I just thought maybe uh, this whole thing about sweet meteor of death is actually going to come true now. <laughs> Donald Trump yep. decided to cut the funding to stop asteroids from hitting Earth. What could possibly go wrong? All right, so we've got a big show today. Let's bring in our guests. Uh, 
it's been a long time in coming. I know it's been quite a while. We were gonna get this together. I don't know, like uh, last summer or something like mm-hmm. that, and it just never worked out. You've heard them laughing here on the show so far. So <laughs> let's bring in our very special guests today. You've probably heard their amazing and hugely popular podcast, The Professional Left, and followed their commentary on Twitter, Crooks and Liars, Driftglass.blogspot.com, Bluegal.blogspot.com. Please welcome the lovely and talented Professional Left podcast, Blue Gal and Driftglass. Hi. Hello. 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 Hello large audience of loyalists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Th- you know what? I-, I can't thank you both enough for-, for joining me today. This is the first time we've had a, a three-way on the show. First time yeah. we've had a th- three-way yeah. since we lost Chez. Uh, yep. And it's really exciting. And and there's so much to talk about with, with both of you that we're doing not only today's show on Tuesday, but we're also all going to get together and do the show on Thursday. Which is uh, once I, is not enough. I I, yeah. I think this is a I think this is a first for the show. I've never done it this way before. Well, after a three way, you need a refractory period. <laughs> you need and the refractory you, period. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, I guess we'll start right off with um, the news. I, I guess the most important news of today, which is one congressional seat. In Georgia, the the Georgia Sixth, and uh, and Mr. John Ossoff, all all hope, mm-hmm. <laughs> all hope rests on the shoulders of Democrat John Ossoff in in the Georgia Sixth. Well, I guess. Let me say, I my hope that he gets over fifty percent is not real high. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm keeping it kind of. Da- I'm dampening my own enthusiasm about him winning today overall. Yeah. Just flat out winning i don't know if that's possible in that district uh it's going to depend a lot on turnout and um i do think that trump made a fool out of himself again with his robocall i thought that was the most laughable (laughs) robocall i have ever heard in 20 years of writing about politics here's a little bit of that here's a little bit of that that robocall this is donald trump's stupid stupid robocall only you can stop the super liberal Democrats and Nancy Pelosi's group, and in particular, John Ossoff. If you don't vote tomorrow, Ossoff will raise your taxes, destroy your health care, and flood our country with illegal immigrants. <laughs> yes. Single-handedly. That's yeah. right. He'll, he'll John some... Ossoff is going to do all that. Cats and dogs living together. I know. <laughs> He's going to marry your daughters. And these and... super liberals. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to be a super liberal. I'm delighted super to be liberal. super liberal. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was just expecting liberal. like like uh, Donald Trump to say, "Yeah, John Ossoff is going to come to your house. And he's going to leave a flaming bag of poo on your front porch." <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! And the super, the super duper liberals, the super, they're so super liberals. They're so li- they're yeah. so liberally, and and I love how they still go to the Nancy Pelosi well. Yeah, what is that about? I'm sure well, you both noticed this, where it's just it's yeah. it's in an ongoing way they have to hit Nancy Pelosi because yep. I don't know what is it about Nancy Pelosi specifically. It's, it's I don't think it's well it's Nancy Pelosi, but Nancy Pelosi is one of two dozen magic conjure words. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you know yes. Benghazi is a magic conjure word, right? And, and birth certificate is a magic conjure word, and all you have to do is string enough of them together to activate that amygdala portion of their brain that makes yep. them really stupid. And you notice so, that a lot with, with Susan Rice. That yeah. was another one. Yes. Just, whoa, everybody, even even Lindsey Graham bought right into that. Oh, my God, Susan Susan Rice. Yeah, that's terrible. 
and it it erases a portion of their reasoning right. and it makes really it's it pure vicious hatred comes up and and abortion is one of those words i mean there's lots and lots of them that just sort of okay shut down the frontal lobe yeah i'm just gonna think passionately against whatever it is so, right it has, and, and, if you and listen, they clearly think it works you know if you listen to uh, uh, Blue Gal and I were talking about this uh, today uh, in preparation for your show, Bob, which is a terribly important moment in our life. Um, <laughs> I sense the sarcasm there. No sarcasm. <laughs> none at all. Um, but we were talking because our basically what we do is we have this conversation all the time and we put a microphone to it an hour a week. That's how we do our show. Um, right. But it's it's this um, this idea of Republican messaging. Yeah is it, all the way from Michael Gerson to Ted Yoho Yuhu, um, <laughs> to and Donald Trump. Donald Trump intuitively understands this because he's a con man. Yeah. Inbuilt in their vocabulary are several dozen trigger words. And if you listen to almost any conservative message on almost any subject, somewhere in whatever the hell they're talking about, there will be, and liberals are monsters. Right. And liberals are evil. And if you listen to Ted Yoho talk about healthcare, he wants a bipartisan solution, and that would be enough. You could put a period on that sentence, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. But he has to conclude with, unlike Nancy Pelosi that's right. and Harry Reid, who <laughs> rammed it down our throats, oh my God, it's more throat ramming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, and it's that's the part that, oh, okay, I could hate them now because they've invoked the magic trigger word. They've, they've shown us the queen of diamonds, and now I'm ready to do whatever the hell they want me to do. And really, that's it. I mean, Donald Trump understands the neuro-linguistic programming trigger words yeah. that make the, the, the meatheads stand up and go to the polls and do what he, they're supposed to do. That's and right. that's all this is. Yeah, and of course, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, that one goes right along with the other set of buzzwords, which are San Francisco values. <clears throat> Right. They exactly. love to say San Francisco values, which to me has always meant gay values. It's always right, like exactly. uh, when they say San Francisco values, when they say Barack Obama reflects San Francisco values, they're saying Barack Obama's gay. Barack Obama wants to make your kids gay. Yes, I he guess. Wants to yeah, that too. Your kids to be gay. He wants to take That's your kids' the... guns away and make right. your kids gay. And, and, the, that, and he's a black man, so you got the trifecta there. Yeah, guns, exactly. Gays and the scary black <laughs> man from Kenya. And it's all loaded into those words, San Francisco yeah, values. It, it really is. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's the funny thing about the na using Nancy Pelosi as a buzzword, and of course, we we can track these buzzwords all the way back to Newt Gingrich, and the the, the revolution, the uh, Gingrich Revolution in the '90s, and Frank Luntz, and and with Nancy Pelosi though, what's funny thing about that is it always cracks me up because. I can name about a thousand liberals who are more liberal and, and stereotypically so <laughs> yeah. like they're really big time liberals who are more liberal than Nancy Pelosi. But then they always go to Nancy Pelosi for some reason, I guess, because well, no, she's she's in leadership. She's a woman. That's well, just, that's the other really, big deal. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, totally. So that's so that's the Donald Trump robocall for the Georgia Sixth right now, and and I think you're right, uh, Fran. I, I think this is really uh, about uh, about turnout, and it's about the uh, the, the the runoff. Uh, in fact, in Trump's robocall, or what was it? Did Trump tweet this? I think he did. It all runs together. I think he tweeted something to this effect, which is that. Uh, going to a runoff is a win for the Republicans. So if yeah. Os if Ossoff doesn't get to fifty percent, 
the Republicans basically have it because, but even still, you've got. Um, I think the difference in the polls right now is Ossoff might actually be outside the margin of error. If you gather all of the Republican numbers together and yeah. add them all up into one poll number, it's something like 40-45. So Ossoff is still up there. He's still leading if you were to group all the Republicans together. But he, but still, once you get to a runoff, to a one-on-one head-to-head competition in a, in a runoff, then it's going to be a little more dicey for the for the Democrats. Although it's still possible, I still think though that conventional wisdom will win out on that. If it is a runoff, it'll be the Republicans who yeah. well, keep that seat. Here, here's all's I know about politics. All's I know. All's okay. I know uh, is that this morning, uh, the uh, the most uh, accurate predictor of all future events, Joe Scarborough. Ah, yes. Uh, ex- <laughs> explain to me because I'm just a, a dumb hick from the Midwest. Uh, that if if Asif loses it is a hugely consequential world changing matter, but if right. he wins, it's a hugely consequential world changing matter. <laughs> Neither one of which is true. <laughs> right, uh, it, right. It's important. It's very important. But I am so far past this. Um, you know this this one event. This is just yeah. this is a bad movie script. Yeah. You know. One guy alone against the world. <laughs> it's so dead and here on. Here comes the freaking meteor from outer space. <laughs> exactly right. And, and politics just doesn't work that way. Yeah. It, it would be wonderful to score a win. It would be one. I, I think it'd be delightful. I think it would make liberals sad if uh, we didn't pull this off. But you know what? Uh, it's one election in a really, really Republican area. And I'm just not going to bet my mortgage money on anything like that ever again. That's right. so that's so smart. And I'll tell you why. Because it's really all about the. I mean, to me, the even the Kansas uh, congressional seat was a win for the Democrats because Absolutely. it was so damn Absolutely. close. Yes, it was. And yes, and that's was. all. What really matters about these two uh, these two races, these two special elections, the one in Kansas, the one in Georgia, and there's actually a bunch of others. There were uh, several in Illinois and so on. Yeah. Uh, the the key to all of these races is the Democrats doing much, much better in red districts than they would have otherwise uh, yeah. if, if Trump hadn't been in office. And, and this is all just, uh, I guess, the canary in the coal mine for 2018. How do the Democrats fare in a Trump universe uh, in the midterms? And God, if they're making a Georgia, if they're making the Georgia six, then I forget which district it was in Kansas, the the uh, the Mike four, Pompeo maybe. district. Yeah, four. I, it, four, four yeah. yeah. I mean, if they're making that competitive, for God's sake, that's great news. I mean, even yeah, if they even if they news. don't yeah. win, I mean, it again, is. it's 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 nice to win. It would be nice to have those couple of seats, but still, it doesn't shift the balance of power in in the House of Representatives well, at and all. The, and the balance of power is shifting in yeah. that we won a lot in Illinois, right? Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago and not only did we win seats and win special elections but um ballot issues for education funding that two years ago would not have passed actually passed we are changing the narrative about government spending yep in terms of health insurance in terms of education in terms of infrastructure and i want to get back as well to discussing the fact that donald trump is a republican and we need to keep that Yes. In the forefront of discussion. One, the yes. reason that Donald Trump yep. and his policies are failing isn't because of Steve Bannon. It's <laughs> right. because his ideas are terrible. Yeah. Taking health insurance away from 24 million people is a terrible idea. It is so bad. It is Bombing so bad. Bombing countries because you just feel like it is a terrible policy. It yeah. is not 
a foreign policy that right. anyone can, that the world can live with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so and and I can go on and on that the his infrastructure plan is a is tax cuts for billionaires. Tax cuts for billionaires is tax cuts for billionaires. <laughs> yeah, healthcare. His tax plan is terrible. His healthcare plan is terrible. His budget is terrible. And it's but, you know, you look at his cabinet and Tom Price would have been Jeb Bush's HHS secretary. Yes, yes, yeah. he would. These, these guys are not. He, Donald Trump is not straying from the reservation of the Republican Party. Even by modifying or flip-flopping or whatever he's doing, he is still firmly on the Republican reservation. And we cannot let the media or any Republican get away with saying, well, that was Donald Trump, and we're moving on to true conservatism, or we're getting back to basics in the Republican Party. No, he is a Republican. He won the Republican primaries over and over again. It was Republican voters that put him in office. And they did it because he's a Republican. Yeah, there's That's no exactly such right. thing as Trumpism. Trumpism, right. there is no such thing. There's right. Republic, just like there's no such thing as a Tea Party. Yep. There is no Tea Party. <laughs> there is no Tea Party. I'm tired of saying it. There is a, there is a rebranding scam on the part of people who didn't want to take ownership of all the crap that they said when Bush was president. Yeah. And they wanted to get on with the important business of hating the first black president and not have to explain the wild inconsistencies in their the way they reverse engineered their racist opinions into hating Barack Obama. Right. So they suddenly, they suddenly became, this was the greatest missing persons case in history (laughs) on, on, you know, on in 2009, 40 million Republicans disappeared off the face of the earth (laughs) and they were replaced with body doubles who were all independent. (laughs) Never heard of George Bush. Never voted for George Bush. (laughs) No idea why you keep calling me a Republican. I'm an independent. I'm a constitutional conservative. Yep. And, but the important thing is the media let them get away with it. That's right. The media let them do it. And, and we were screaming our heads off, stop letting them lie their way out of taking responsibility for all the things they did for the last eight years. Yeah. And nobody in the media, with maybe one or two exceptions, and at least two of them are on this podcast right now, yeah. um, said, no, that's, don't let them do that. Because if you let them, if you let them start having, you know, just go berserk, then there'll be no end to it. Here's the difference. All of the town hall meetings you see now mm-hmm. where liberals are holding up red cards and, t- and saying you lie yeah. to Joe uh, Wilson, mm-hmm. yeah. none of those people disavow their support of Barack Obama. Absolutely not. Right. None of them right. want to pretend that the last eight years never happened. They might have policy disagreements, yeah. but they don't disavow their own political past. <laughs> the only right. way Republicans keep getting away with this is that about every 18 months, they get a do-over. They get to say, "Oh no, that I was never a uh, supporter of, of. I was never behind that. I never believed that. I never supported that." And it start, I swear to God, it started with nine eleven. Nine eleven was their big get out of the Clinton years free card. That's right. And the Tea Party became their get out of the Bush years free card. So I'm looking forward to see how are they going to get out of their horrible decision to elect the worst president in history. <laughs> That's right. I mean, in Bob, fact, I think Drift Bob, uh, Driftglass wrote a great post on your on your blog, Driftglass, uh, uh, driftglass.blogspot.com, where you were talking about how uh, the Republican amnesia brought us both uh, uh, oh, yeah. George W. Bush and then right on the heels of that, uh, eight years later, uh, Donald Trump, completely failing to remember what happened in those George W. Bush eight years. There was just yeah, like, that's why you- it goes right down the memory hole. They completely forget and that, <laughs> the disaster and that, memory that it was. Holes, that memory hole cycle. 
yeah. is the, the the cycle is now so short. It's it's like hours long. Mm-hmm. Uh, things exactly. they say in the morning. They I mean. I mean, Donald Trump will disavow things he said at the beginning of a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In and, fact, I mean, he's, he said that just in the interview last week uh, with uh, Maria Bartiromo. He's yeah. talking about, uh, he, in fact, he was talking about how we're not going into Syria. And then, uh, and then there was something else later on where, it, in fact, you're exactly right, where he said at the beginning of the sentence, he's go, we're not going to do this. And then at the end of the sentence, he said, this is what we're going to do. And it was that. It was that thing well, that he just denied. And that's when you were earlier uh, talking about the the history of this phenomenon. Going back to Gingrich in the nineties. Yeah, the nineties didn't exist; don't exist anymore. Right. The Obama administration doesn't exist anymore. Um, nothing prior to the moment right now exists in the Republican brain, and that's <laughs> right. that's the biggest problem I see. There's everything is is a, a a symptom of this larger sickness, which is we have turned. 40, 50 million Americans into reprogrammable Orwellian meat bags who can be told <laughs> anything, literally anything, yeah. and they will do it. And this is, I mean, if you read 1984, it's about nothing external to reality exists. Yeah. Whatever we say is true, as long as I say it and you believe it, it's real. That's right. There, and, there, there are no core values guiding the Republican Party anymore. It's all. merely saying the opposite of whatever the Democrats and the left are saying, which, which then makes them take positions that are contradictory to what they believed before it makes them uh, contradictory to things they're saying now because they're and not that, well, and then they're con- they're also contradictory to clean air and clean water for uh, for everyone <laughs> right, I mean, that's right so where does that leave them it really leaves them with you know that core 31 percent of diehard ride or die conservatives who will never break you know their oath yeah. to republicanism and it's always thirty-one percent, mm-hmm. uh, and that's and that's it. But I want I, I I don't want to completely change gears, but I do want to bring up the fact that the media is doing this same thing starting today yeah. with their culpability for Trump's election. Mm-hmm. There's this terrible book out called Shattered, Shattered. Inside Hillary Clinton's Doomed Campaign. Oh, and doomed. Who is who is pimping this narrative that no one is to blame except for Hillary Clinton for her loss? But Chris Saliza, Mr. Right. Hillary's emails every other day for 10 months. Yep. He, he wrote 50 Washington Post columns about Hillary's emails. And but no, it's nobody's fault but Hillary's that she lost. And yep. they are re, they are doing exactly they're taking it right out of the Tea Party playbook, ripping off a page and saying, this is not our responsibility. All of the phone in interviews that Morning Joe did, all of the hours mm-hmm. of empty Trump podiums that they had all oh, summer long oh my God. For, yeah. for 20 minute, 30 minute segments where we're supposed to pretend he's important. He's the only candidate that got that kind of treatment. Yep. And it's not their responsibility that Hillary lost at all. Right. When the wrong person was considered to be under FBI investigation yeah. on yeah. election night. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I mean, to me, it's all about it's all about saying, well, it can't possibly be Russia that gave right. us the results of this election. So here are some other excuses that we can use. And that's yeah. to me, yeah. that's what one of the main things driving this, because there's an effort out. And, and I we got to take a, a break here to talk about Blue Apron. But there is an effort out 
to downplay the, the Russia story. And it's coming from both the right and certain elements of the left. And yeah. I, I don't know where the hell this got started, but all I know is it just seems as as we get closer to Donald Trump's face with this story, as the reporting mm-hmm. nears closer and closer to Donald Trump himself being yep. at least knowing about it or being responsible for it, regardless of how that turns out, the closer it gets to Donald Trump, the louder the, uh, oh, oh, there's nothing to see here voices are. You know, the, right. louder, the louder we're going to hear uh, Glenn Greenwald and the louder we're going to hear uh, the Trump people the, and the alt-right and, and people like Alex Jones and so on, screaming about how the Russia story is a non-story, especially from Donald Trump himself. And he seems to... Uh, <laughs> He seems to accidentally. He'll, drop bo- he'll literally drop bombs to get people to stop talking. Oh my them. God! Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no yep. doubt about that. And now from Red Menace to Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, now that we're done talking about the hijacking of our democracy, let's talk about having dinner. <laughs> I well, I God damn it! I love Blue Apron. It's uh, it's so convenient for guys like me who just I just tend to be. Uh, I tend to lack creativity when it comes to the kitchen, when it comes to creating meals for myself. I'll end up eating the same meals over and over again because I don't know what to make. <laughs> I don't know how to make it either because I'm not much of a, of a cook. But when I sit down for dinner, I want food that's healthy and fresh. But who can afford to eat at a restaurant every night or shop at high-priced stores to get fresh natural ingredients? I've shopped there and wound up wasting so much good food, so much money. That's why I love Blue Apron, America's number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service. Mm-mm-mm. Blue Apron sends exactly what I need in exactly the right amounts and an easy recipe right to my door. Blue Apron has partnered with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. Their seafood is certified as sustainably sourced. The beef, chicken, and pork are raised responsibly, and the produce comes from regenerative farms. Here's what's on the menu. Wait till you hear this. Sweet and sour salmon with bok choy, carrot, and ginger fried rice. Or the pizza with fresh spinach and mozzarella, olives, and bell pepper. There's parmesan encrusted chicken with roasted broccoli and creamy fettuccine. Or the paninis with baby uh, broccoli and arugula salad with hard-boiled eggs. Try those meals at a restaurant or a specialty grocer for under 10 bucks a person. It ain't gonna happen. Blue Apron has something for everyone because you can customize your preferences and the new recipes keep coming so you never get bored. In fact, you get excited. It makes cooking fun. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free. They'll even pay shipping because you listen to this podcast. Go to blueapron.com. What is it? Blueapron.com. Yeah, slash B-O-B-C. It feels good to make incredible affordable meals at home when the food and recipes come from Blue Apron. That's blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome back. We're here with the uh, Professional F Podcast. It's uh, Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Uh, talking about Trump and... Well, what else is there to talk about? No stop. <laughs> it's just the ongoing disaster. It's just nonstop disaster. It's nonstop damage. Every day that Trump is in office, 
Uh, it's damage to uh, the American system of government. It's damage to the culture. It's damage to the presidency. It's damage to our uh, our judicial system. On down the line, everything is is damaged with Donald Trump in office. There's no. And it's very very good for liberal podcasting. Ex- it is. Exactly, <laughs> it's good. There's a shh. Don't say that too loudly. Don't tell anybody. S- but- suddenly well, he'll resign and we'll be screwed. <laughs> We'll be I'm it's like saying the Dark Ages were great for Irish book copying. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, true. <laughs> that's you got awesome. That right, and that's pretty much where we're at. <laughs> it is. Well, we're you know, really at that level. I mean, we're it's... charged now with. I mean, and I mean this actually on a kind of serious level. Yeah. We are charged as liberals. This is this is the work we have chosen uh, to remember the past because mm-hmm. that's how we win, and to save civilization. Yeah. I mean, you know, that we our media has deserted us, our political system has deserted us. Yeah. The Republican Party is actively working to wreck our country. Um, we're it. Yeah. And that's the it's it's a little bit weird to realize that we are the cavalry and um, I think we're we're you know, we're girded for the fight, we're ready for it, but uh, the the great thing about podcasts like yours, Bob, is it, it reaches out and lets people out there in the world know they are not alone. Yeah, well, That's the same with the same with yours, obviously, and it's yeah. it's it's so important now too that uh, that everyone involved on the left, uh, whether it's activists, podcasters, political writers, uh, obviously people on the hill, and so on, that we do. Um, rise to our responsibility that we yep. do maintain focus on on the truth and reality and to uh to to call out uh fakery and trickery wherever it is and that and to support and, each other bob i i think that you're having us on is such a gift thank you for doing that and yep. but also just supporting each other in terms of communicating and talking and I know you hear from a lot of your listeners. We hear from our listeners. We need our listeners as much as they need us, as much as they need to hear from us. When they let us know yeah. that they've heard what we've said and it's resonated, it's like, oh, so we're not alone yeah. in our living room in yeah. Illinois, you know, yeah. thinking that the world is insane. <laughs> we, we have tried to record our show. We only do a show once a week. We've tried to record it on Thursday mornings. And we always find that Donald Trump has done something absolutely insane by the time we post the show on Friday. Yeah. And so now we do it Friday afternoon and get it up by 7 p.m. on Friday, and it's still not the latest oh, Trump I insanity. I know. Something, so, will, something will happen 45 minutes from right now, right as we're having right, this conversation. Right, something right. horrible will happen, and it'll be like, yep. God damn it. <laughs> God, this is what concerns me. Trump! I'll just start shouting Trump like uh, uh, Captain Kirk and, <laughs> and Wrath of Khan. Trump! 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 With the three of us together, this makes a problem because the collective um, whiplash <laughs> after this podcast yeah. might be war on the po- uh, Korean Peninsula. I don't know. I, I don't want to be responsible for that. That's not my yeah. thing. Right, right. Well, I mean, um, there's 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 another aspect to all of this, and I mentioned it uh, briefly a second ago, which is the uh, the fake news and and the disinformation that is so rampant in our media right now, and and that is to a certain extent, some of it comes from the left but most of it comes from the right I, you know 90 yes. 95 percent of it's coming from the right yeah. 
And we just found out a major bit of news yesterday with regard to one of the more popular voices on the right, which is Alex Jones. Alex Jones yes. from, from InfoWars, <laughs> the conspiracy theory guy. We've talked about him extensively on this show. Alex Jones, it turns out, uh, not a surprise. When I saw this news, I wasn't shocked in the slightest. Turns out he's a faker. And, yeah. and this isn't just coming from some disgruntled staffer or some blog somewhere hypothesizing about what Alex Jones's motives are and where he comes from and what he's doing. This came from his lawyer. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His yeah. lawyer said this. And, and Alex Jones said nothing to correct the record on this. He didn't say anything on his show yesterday. Nothing. He just completely sidestepped it. The guy is, is locked into a, uh, a custody battle with his, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if they're fully divorced yet, but let's just call, him, let's just call her uh, his estranged wife, uh, uh, Kelly Jones. Who, by the way, I think has reached out to me. I think I got, a, I got an email from Kelly Jones not too long ago. And weirdly, I assumed it was fake. I, you know, I just assumed <laughs> this can't possibly be Alex Jones's wife wanting to dish dirt to me. But I mean, of course, you, you talk to the ex-wife and you're not going to get very reliable uh, information. Especially, well, and especially since they're on a gag order for any of the court stuff. So, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, absolutely. Yeah, you're not... Which, which I find incredibly ironic because right before the Republican National Convention last summer, Alex Jones had uh, Roger Stone on his show in which they talked about um, get, ha, performing oral sex on George Will in order yeah. to uh, demonstrate what the Republican Party was asking them to do in giving up Trump. Was that that was the equivalent of serving George Will sexually? Yeah. And then, in order to protest that action, both um, Alex Jones and Roger Stone agreed that they would wear ball gags to the Republican <laughs> National Convention. And this, I have, oh I have video of this. There is video <laughs> at Crooks and Liars of this. Yeah. Of them talking about bring your ball gag and we'll be there. We'll meet you in Cleveland. In August, we're going to meet you in Cleveland and wear our ball gags and show just how much we support Donald Trump and we will not be silenced right. by the Republican establishment. We, we have the documents, Bob. We, we have <laughs> I got the documents right here. Uh, you know, and this is this is a whole big deal because uh, also in this child custody hearing yeah. uh, with his wife. <laughs> His wife's attorney played this audio in the courtroom. I'm not against gay people. Okay, I love them. They're great folks. But Schiff looks like the archetype, archetypal sucker with those little deer in the headlight eyes and all his stuff. And there's something about this fairy hopping around, bossing everybody around, trying to intimidate people like me and you. I want to tell Congressman Schiff and all the rest of them, hey, listen, Quit saying Roger and I, and I, don't, I, I never used cussing in 22 years, but uh, the gloves are off. <laughs> yeah, he's never used yeah. cussing in 22 years. Yeah. yeah right, he's he's right. never used obscenity. This is the first time. This is the first time I ever said This is the first time I ever said sucker. In fact, it makes my skin crawl to use these words. Bullshit. I mean, complete yeah. bullshit. He, yeah. uh, th- he goes on and on in this rant, too. In fact, he threatens Adam Schiff. He says to Adam Schiff, fill your hand, which is gun yeah. owner yeah. slang for getting a, get, getting your hands on a firearm because there's well, going to be, be a gunfight. Yeah. yeah, true and, grit. Yep. And this was, pay- oh, it was, it was from True Grit, right? That's right. Yeah. Fill and, your hand, you son of a bitch. 
And and this is this was played in court to show that Alex Jones is not fit to be you know supervising children, much less well, his own children. Alex, yeah, Alex Jones apparently has custody of his kids right now. That's the point. Is apparently they're living with him. Yes, that's and right. So she's trying to get them out of the house. Yeah, and uh, indicating that he is recording this kind of stuff with the kids in the house with him. Right. And uh, I imagine Adam Schiff's wife and two kids are real surprised to hear about this gay stuff, too, because <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> he didn't he didn't go to the Wikipedia page for Adam Schiff to find out he's been married for, you know. Well, this is the I mean, this is married. the guy. Alex Jones is the guy who said that uh, Michelle Obama was secretly a man. I mean, yeah, this is right. the kind of conspiracy he's theory still, crap he's that he's still pushing with. the fact he's still this week pushing yeah. the fact that Barack Obama's kids aren't Barack Obama's kids. That's right. Yeah, he's still doing that. So, so let's see. I mean, what's the out for all of these people when they're finally cornered? When, when uh, Glenn Beck finally, mm-hmm. you know, reached the breaking point. I'm just an entertainer. Yeah. I was a rodeo clown. I, I'm yeah. just, I'm just a guy up here. I don't mean any of it. Uh, the one I remember most is uh, when Keith Olbermann mm-hmm. was talking about talking to Sean Hannity, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah, it was Sean. Yeah, and yeah. it was, and they were going back and forth, and they were, and there was on a, some panel together. This was years ago, and uh, Sean Hannity saying to him, "Isn't it funny how they think they don't like each other? After all, it's just television. Yeah, it's yeah. just a show. It's just a show. I don't mean any of it. So I, I might believe half of it, but I, I really don't uh, mean much of it. It's all just a performance. Uh, except it's not. It, that's my alibi. Once I get caught, right? That you were, you know, it's that." Frankly, it's, I hate to use the analogy, but it's the Hitler alibi from Downfall, which is, well, if you were dumb enough to elect me, then, you know, then it's on you. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, and and I, I have nothing but contempt for those people, but frankly, I reserve my special cast strength contempt for the people who are in the middle. Yeah. The centrists who enable these clowns. Right. Because if we all, as a culture looked at what's really going on and said, look, one of our two major political parties is nuts. <laughs> one of our two major political parties is led by fascists and demagogues and lunatics. Yep. And one of them isn't. Well, first of all, that would be true. <laughs> and secondly, that would be the action, that would be a step towards being healthy. But yep. we don't. We have a media who will not say Alex Jones is nuts without saying, and I'm sure there's some liberal out there somewhere who's just as bad. Well, now they've got, I mean, they have to say it. They have to say it now right. because his attorney said in court uh, recently, I mean, this is like the last five days, quote, he's playing a character. He's talking about right. Alex Jones. He's playing a character. He's a performance artist. I'm ugly. I stink. I love Satan. I kill my baby. That was the exact <laughs> quote. So the guy's attorney, basically Alex Jones himself, Alex Jones's representative in court speaking on the record under penalty of perjury, said that Alex Jones is playing a character and that he's a performance artist. Literally. This is the kind of crap that no matter how how often it's said, Alex Jones's own people, and this is going back to what you were just saying. Alex Jones's own people will never believe it. I mean, I have experienced, and I'm sure both of you have experienced this over the last uh, several months, since, especially since Trump became president, which is that no matter who you cite, no matter what your source is, I cited the official website for the House Intelligence Committee at one point in one of my articles, and someone came back in the comments and said, that's fake news. I have been told that the House Intelligence Committee is fake news. 
That is amazing to me <laughs> that they could take something as legitimate as, you know what? I think we lost, we lost drift glass. Yes, you did. His battery just died. He just let me know. So, oh, okay. Uh, so it'll just be us. To, it'll just be us for a few minutes, Bob. <laughs> That's right. We can, <laughs> we can talk about him behind his back. But uh, he, he, I, I can do the drift glass rant on centrism pretty, pretty well. <laughs> We've been married okay. for how long? Six, <laughs> married for six years, podcasting for longer than that. Well, so. why, while he's coming back, why don't we do yeah. uh, our last break? We'll just get that that last break All out right, of the way and come back, idea. and uh, we'll yeah. have everybody uh, everybody lined up. Okay, w- one last right. break, and we'll come back and uh, finish up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back. Thank you for supporting the show at Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. We're here with the Professional Left Podcast. Having a good time today talking about uh, talking about Alex Jones and how he's a big fat faker. Uh, and prematurely old. I always like to point that out. That he's, yeah. he, killed, he killed my battery, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I blame and, Alex And once Jones. we do the actual live show, the one, the real show, I will have all this stuff worked out. <laughs> that's, that's very Letterman of you. I, bl- I blame Alex Jones' chemtrails. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Thanks, Thanks Obama. Obama. Oh, yeah, my Obama. God. We need to stop doing that. We just said the exact thing at the exact same time, Drift Glass. <laughs> Holy crap. Pepsi, Bob. <laughs> Ah, all right. So uh, here's the thing. I mean, I, I started in radio right when I was even in, in college. I, this is my 25th year doing some form of broadcasting or oh. another. And, uh, and, and yeah, you'd never know it by the sound of this show today, uh, at least my part of it. Um, I've run into a lot of radio guys along the way. I mean, you jump when you're actually in broadcast radio, you jump from radio station to radio station, up and down the dial, as they say in the WKRP theme song. And, uh, and I've met a lot of people who uh, were morning, like morning zoo guys. And yeah. this is no great secret, but it's something that's not talked about a whole lot. And certainly everyone who listens to these particular radio shows knows that or will accuse me of talking about, you know, basically spreading around fake news. And the fact of the matter is that a lot of these conservative talk radio show hosts uh, like Alex Jones are fakers. They're guys who and in a lot of cases, maybe in the case of Glenn Beck, it's, it's quite possible in the case of Glenn Beck and, and so many others. They're former like FM radio jocks, former like yeah. morning zoo DJs and things like that. And, and they got to a point and it was sometime around the middle, 
I would say the middle 1990s when this yep. started to die out, where where, ter- where local terrestrial broadcasting started to fade away. And, uh, and a lot of these guys saw that their business model was dying and decided, oh, look, there's lots of money in conservative talk. Yeah. I'll, just, right. I'll just become a conservative, and I'll do a radio show, and it'll be syndicated, and I'll make lots of money. And it's right. so easy for a lot of these morning zoo DJs, and a lot of them are like soulless uh, robots when it comes to radio. They'll do whatever it takes to stay in right. radio, and if, if that's right. the the motivating factor I think behind a lot of people in business, so they just want to, or in their careers, they'll just say, "Well, I, this is the only thing I can do. What do I do next?" Because there's no money in local FM or AM talk. Yep. Here's where the money is. I have to do this. I have no choice. I have to pay the bills. So I'm going to become a conservative right. talk show host. So many cases like that. So many cases. I know one guy in particular. I did. Uh, I was sort of his sidekick on his on his morning radio show in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and he was like, I don't know. He was basically he was either apolitical or maybe like a little bit libertarian leaning. I know he was a gun guy because he used to keep a loaded pistol in a fanny pack with him at all times. <laughs> it was actually on his person. He had a gun just in case he was uh, you know assaulted by another DJ or something like. I don't know why he would keep this gun but suffice to say uh, you know fast forward 10 years later he's a conservative talk radio show host i mean this is because he's got a barbecue pit gas barbecue next to the swimming pool and you know the wife has to go shopping at the best stores in town so he's gonna make sure he's bringing in that that cash oh yeah and that's what pays yep it was like the Hannity story you guys were just t- t- telling me about before, yeah. the Hannity and, and Olbermann yep. thing. In fact, Olbermann reiterated that on his show sometime later that, oh, yeah, Hannity's a big faker. Just, yep. uh, yeah, yep. he's that. He's, you know, some of them will believe a little bit of what they say. Some of them will be a little bit conservative. But for the most part, what they're doing is they're, they're portraying themselves as more radical. They're doing like what Alex Jones is doing is they're playing a character and exaggerating all of the crazy things that they, they kind of already believe. That's some of the cases, but in a lot of cases, they're just they're just making that it all does up. not that that does not uh, that is not a get out of hell free card for any of them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Well, and that sort of leaves two open questions. Yeah, I mean, the first open question is sort of answered by Jeff Zucker in his interview in the New York Times about this is a dramatic presentation. This is a show. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. casting a show. So yeah. that's why Jeffrey Lord is there. Jeffrey Lord is there to play a character on a show. Yep. And, okay, then it's not news. It's a puppet show. It's, it's designed to look like news and act like news. But there's a containment device for these people. Yeah. There's, a, there's an ecosystem that rewards Charlie Sykes, who spent, I don't know, 15 years calling people like me a traitor. Mm-hmm. And now that he's uncomfortable with Donald Trump, he has a seat at the table at MSNBC. Right. Um, uh, these people who have flipped at the very, very end of their career. I include people like Matthew Dowd in that group, uh, David Brooks, Michael Gerson, pretty much any Bush-era speechwriter, um, spent most of their career demonizing or slandering or ignoring people like us. Mm-hmm. And then when it turned out that we were right all along, uh, they suddenly rip off our vocabulary and continue to pretend that we don't exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. and And there is a structure around them that rewards them for being windsocks and continues to punish liberals for being right. That's the part I don't get. Yeah. Um, it's it's this, okay, there's there's always money in the banana stand, you know? There's yeah. always money on Team <laughs> Evil's side. Yeah, Boris Epstein, yeah. 
now works for Sinclair Broadcasting. Uh, because as of he, yesterday, as of yesterday, right? that's you know, amazing. Big dumb boiled potato <laughs> Boris. This is, yeah, this is big Fred Flintstone just, head. Yeah. He just I don't know. Everything you said is not true. <laughs> I don't know anything. Is yeah. now a, a, a chief something something for Sinclair Broadcasting. Okay, I get that. That's yeah, that's yep. Team Evil. Team Evil has an infinite amount of money. But there's absolutely uh, if if Republicans carry. 42% of the vote, and liberals carry, you know, 58, whatever the whatever the breakdown is. Yeah. We are half or more of this country, but we have zero infrastructure on the left except for podcasts like this one. Yeah, and it's and it's That's, so it's so frustrating because we have the smart people, we have the facts, we have the comedians <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah. We right, could yeah, we, you know right. the left could put on a hell of a show, whether it was on terrestrial broadcast radio or cable news or whatever. Yeah. They're just never allowed to we're just never allowed to fully uh, spread our wings certainly like the uh the like the Republicans have done, certainly the, as the conservative movement has done with Fox News Channel or AM Talk Radio. It hasn't been allowed to fully flourish because of this ongoing and pervasive uh, liberal media bias myth that has been played with for 45 years. Yeah, because inside that bubble, you know, this is this is part of uh, where you get to be an, an intelligent consumer of news and citizen. Mm-hmm. You can you, you can make a lot of really astute deductions about how the news is structured, right? Without actually anyone confessing to anything, just by the way they behave. Yep. And clearly, there is a quota system. In the uh, in the media, you're going to have X number of conservatives on, no matter how no matter how nuts they are. You're going to have Hugh Hewitt on every three days, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that'll pay some sort of you know debt to the 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 swear jar you have to fill up with <laughs> conservative quarters by the end of the month. Yeah. What I don't get is how the who is containing this system. It seems to me everyone inside pretty much damn well knows that both sides don't do it. Yeah. That, that what they're saying is objectively ludicrous. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They're not allowed to say it on the air. If you want to get fired from MSNBC, go ahead and suggest that both sides aren't equal. I mean, here's my here's my thing with all of this. And on one hand, we're paying way too much attention to cable news. I think we're yes, overemphasizing we the importance of cable news as far as delivering information to voters. I think right. when you look at the numbers... I think there are very few voters who are ultimately getting their information from from cable news. But that said, I think the influence of cable news with the people that actually watch it is is enormous. And I'm really interested to see how this all plays out with some of the Republican commentators who have appeared now on MSNBC. And some of them, I actually, I don't hate them. Uh, they are are performing a valuable service right now, and I think it's all hands on deck when it comes to thwarting Donald Trump. And I think one of the keys to that is getting uh, Republicans who don't like Donald Trump to actually start expressing that. It adds legitimacy, I think, to some swing voters who might be tuned in to, to see what uh, Rick Wilson has to say <laughs> about yeah. uh, about Trump or whoever. Except that those are going to be the key people who then flip and say this was Trumpism. Well, exactly and we right. And can't let them get away with well, it. Well, and yeah, and that's they the other thing. There to do, they are the, oh, that's the only reason they are invested in this, it's, so it, that they can flip back and make it Trumpism. It's yeah. fascinating to watch them react to, like when... Uh, they're, they're invited to talk about Donald Trump and then uh, Brian Williams changes gears or uh, or Lawrence O'Donnell changes gears to health care. And you can kind of see guys like Charlie Sykes or Rick Wilson sort of repel back away from their <laughs> their camera right. and just yep. sort of yep. lean back in their seat and go, oh, shit, this is where I make enemies on this network. And, well, and <laughs> you know, what I mean, I mean, 100 years from now, it's possible that history will say 
Donald Trump existed in order to normalize Bill Crystal. Yep. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? What kind of world do we live in when I'm inclined to retweet Bill Crystal? I mean, that's just that's that's how that's how through the looking glass we are with this administration. And that's not a good thing. Again, this is all uh, badly destabilizing. I'm just not. Well, this is why I I almost obsessively. uh, My wife will agree with me. Almost obsessively (laughs) focus on I obsessively focus on the center. Yeah, because that is their escape route. Right. You've got to burn their escape route. You've got to allow them no way out. Because I don't know about you, but I have had many, 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 many arguments with many conservative and Republican colleagues and friends and so on and so forth over the years, over oh. 20 years. And you know what? They will argue crazy town, crazy town, conspiracy. Barack Obama, Senator Barack Obama, this is how far back it goes, oh, yeah. is building a secret terrorist minimum security prison in Peoria. <laughs> uh, so yeah. that he can unleash the Muslim hordes, you know, uh, once he gets his plan in place. And then you point out to them, no, that's nuts, and the pictures, you know, you debunk, I've debunked a thousand Republican conspiracy theories. Yeah. They'll argue what up to the end of the line of the crazy thing. But you know what? You know what their last argument always is? <laughs> their last argument is always David Brooks. <laughs> it's always Michael Gerson. The, the, the last argument out of their mouths is never Alex Jones. It's always, well, right. you know, liberals are just as bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the left is just as bad. We know all politicians lie. No, no, no. Now, where? who taught them to say, as their final alibi against taking ownership for the horrible things they believe, that boy, the both sides do it. You know who taught them? ABC, NBC, CBS. Yep, that's, that's who right. taught them to do it. And they've been teaching them to do that for 20 years. And that's where I think you have to burn that to the ground. You have to make the center uninhabitable. There's a uh, there's a sheepishness, I think, when it comes to executives, especially at the uh, at the cable news networks, much less the uh, the network news, which is that we can't be seen as unserious. It's like they, to me going back to what we were saying about Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough is like this big moderating factor in uh, <laughs> in MSNBC, where Joe Scarborough has significant influence in terms of the tone and content of MSNBC, and and I think. Yep. He is very focused on not just conservatism and pushing that, but I think he's really focused on pushing the seriousness. Like we're this is the we have to be serious, and the left the left is just as unserious as the right is exactly. on this particular on X, exactly. Y, or Z, and and so consequently the left ends up getting tamped down more than the than the right does yeah. in that equation because in the process of seeming more serious what they have to do is they have to especially at msnbc they have to amplify the right in order to counterbalance this notion that yeah that they're biased or that they're the 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 liberal network which and they have to invent a completely imaginary left yeah yeah because you know i i I gotta say i I heard john heilman maybe seven eight years ago (laughs) whisper you know cup his hand and whisper The, the discussion was about iraq Mm-hmm. It was about. It was like a two-minute discussion of the of the coverage of Iraq during uh, during the run-up to the war. Yeah, and he said words to the effect of, "You know, uh, liberals thought this was all just terrible and everybody was wrong." And he said, "And they kind of had a point." <laughs> and then we move right. on to the next thing. But at, at no point. I mean, th- you can go issue by issue. You can go back to the uh, the Bush tax cuts. George Bush's domestic agenda, if you'll recall, was running against. Our terrible budget surplus. Yep. And you can go back issue after issue after issue, and you can see conservatives were dead wrong, and liberals were right. And at no point have I heard any goddamn network anywhere out there mm-hmm. point out the fact that 
no, no, there are two sides to this. One was right and one was wrong. Yeah. yeah. And I, or I, apologize or acknowledge. And they want to skip that whole atonement part yeah. for being wrong. They just want to go to that, let's all be humble and not judge each other. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think we should really judge each other. I'm starting a movement, Bob. <laughs> called, called, it's called Mo Labels. Mo Labels. Mo Labels. I think we should label people harder. Yeah. I think we should be really clear about where they stand and not let them, you know, these are not wash-off tattoos. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think that's movement, a... My movement, Bob, is hashtag both sides don't. Because <laughs> you just see it everywhere. And uh, if we had more time, we'd talk about how uh, Ornstein and Mann, who wrote that terrific book about how it really is the Republican Party that's mm. the problem in Congress. It really is the Republican Party that's blocking everything yeah. and, ma- and making and moving the goalposts way to the right constantly. Oh, God, and yes. And they were, they were blackballed from the Sunday shows, from cable news, from everywhere that, where they might have that profit margin damage mm-hmm. by saying both sides don't oh, do this. this I, I'm so only we had more time, yeah. uh, maybe you can come on again sometime in the future. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that'll be a good idea. <laughs> what, what about yeah. Thursday? Sure, <laughs> got, sounds fantastic. I got rest up. All right. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's wrap up here and we'll regroup on Thursday. It's the Professional Thank Left you, Podcast. Thank is there you, is there anything specific you guys are plugging these days? Uh, just hope professionalleft.blogspot.com you can go there and listen to um, how many years has it been Drift Bus? Uh, six, seven years. Six, seven, seven years. years. <laughs> seven years of podcasts over there. Yep. Alright, well, we'll see you We'll see you both on Thursday then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Bye-bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. <laughs>